As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match. With Indeed, when I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform, with over 350 million global monthly visitors according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to part two of this episode of Move. Jamie, are you ready? Dude, I'm always ready. I'm strapped in. I'm ready to go. I'm ready to be inspired, which is our word that we love to use. Let's do this. Part two of Move. But Joe, can I then ask you sort of, I suppose, a deeper question? Because there is sort of, there's a really interesting thing, you know, and we're sitting... You know, I, I've sort of been such an admirer of you and your, what you've built in your brand. We're sitting in your lovely Joe Loves uh, space right now, just on Elizabeth Street in London. And we look at your packaging and we're very much saying we focus on pack packaging and all these things. And you, from what I can grasp, you know what you want. You're very good at that. You knew you never want to be in debt. And you spoke when you set up Joe Loves, uh, which is your brand now, um, you had a smell, which is called, I'm going to look at my notes now, it is, you had your first smell, which was uh, Pomelo? Yeah, Pomelo. Pomelo. And you thought, this is my smell, this is me again. You found your identity. Mm. But before you launched it, you know, you said, actually, no, I, I want to change this yes. at the very last moment. And that cost you, and I'm going to put the number out there, it cost you £100,000. And the rest, yeah. And the rest. <laughs> So this is what's so interesting, right, is that even on the point of setting up that smell and starting a new brand, you were like, actually, wait, it's not right. But when you were at the point of realizing that you made a big mistake on your last one, you still went through with it. Why did that teach you to not do things? So did that teach you that sort of, I suppose, regret that you had to realize, I'm only going to do something if I know I'm fully 100% right and I'm not going to do it otherwise? Do you see what I mean? Well, the name of this brand is Joe Loves. Mm -hmm. It's not Joe Likes or Joe Created, it's Joe Loves. If I, and, and I'm telling you, this brand is, I'm telling you life stories about, and if I'm not true and authentic to myself, the consumer will see that. The business would never last. It won't go global. I always set out from day one to build that second brand to be a global business. If I fell at that first hurdle and said, no, that fragrance, and you know what? It was a good fragrance. It wasn't, it wasn't awful. It was a good fragrance, but there was something missing within it. And I knew that. And I got carried away with everybody in the in the team saying, okay, that's our deadline, that's our launch date. And I suddenly realized right at the last minute, I was I was sitting on a beach somewhere and it was like, I can't, I can't do this. And I looked over at my husband, who was reading a book at the time, and I went, We we can't launch the fragrance. And he literally nearly jumped off the sunbed. <laughs> and then we you, you have got to be joking. And I went, No, I'm really not. And um, we had to pull it all. And I went back. And that fragrance is in the top three right the way across the world. Why? 
because if that hundred thousand pounds, although it and, it and listen, this business was funded with all our money, yeah, yeah. mine and Gary's money. So it was our money that we were. If it was a bank or something else, that decision may have had to be very different. Yeah. Um, but that you know that fragrance goes around the world now, and the reason it does is because we went. I went back. I've never ever allowed myself to be in that position again ever. It's so interesting because um, there's a guy called Ron Johnson who uh, launched all of the Apple stores for Steve Jobs, um, and he designed it and built them up. And I actually listened to a podcast the other day, um, him speaking. And he had he built the first Apple store. It was amazing. He brought Steve Jobs down there. Steve Jobs said, yes, it's great. We're going to open tomorrow. And Ron Johnson said, it's not ready. Mm. It's not ready. And Steve Jobs said, what do you mean? He said, it's, it's not ready. He said, we're launching tomorrow. He said, I, I, I don't think it's ready. <laughs> and they stopped it and they changed the whole thing. They changed the whole interior. And he still says, even though it cost them a fortune, all the things, his biggest, his biggest lesson was, unless you are ready to make something happen and you are able to change it, change it. Don't go through with it. So that moment is a bit like walking down the aisle. I've only done it once in my life, but that person that's standing on the other end that you say, I do, that is for life. Yeah. That's going to change your life. You make sure that as you walk down, you enjoy the moment of that launch. But when you say, I do, and it goes, that that is a relationship forever. So... You know, turning around and going, hold on a minute, I don't think this is this is the right thing. It's never great in the last 24. I, I've never been in that position again, ever, ever. And you know the red dot? Do you see the red dot? Mm-hmm. I, re- I had these Ryman red dot stickers. So nothing, nothing in this company ever goes to the next level unless that red dot is there and I've signed it off. And with that may be a ribbon, a box, a bottle, the fragrance, and that ensures us that, and so my lovely Tess here, she'll say, where's the, has she red dotted it? Can't go to the next level. So and that that, and that's our safety net Obsessive now. attention to detail almost. Totally obsessive. Yeah. It was, um, we, were, we had a, we took our team away last week with Candy Kittens and the theme was uh, good is the enemy of great. And when you were saying there that that yeah. fragrance was a good fragrance, but it perhaps wasn't great. And mm. we are trying as much as we can to kind of put our obsession of great into our team now, which can be quite difficult as well. It, it, but but it's it's what this world needs. It needs great, creative companies that aren't frightened of making mistakes. That's it. Exactly <laughs> that. Don't be afraid. And just focusing on identity for a bit, because, um, you know, what was so amazing about what you've created is not only did you make these smells which you were unique and you would have this nose to create different things going on and just fabulous stuff... You also were the first person that I think, you know, even my my mom says you were the first person to make packaging, mm. and and uh, you know making it identifiable. You know, you said that you lost your identity, but your brands. You know, looking at Joe Loves now, you look at Joe Loves and you know that is your brand. And so identity to you oh, is thanks. so it is. It's true. Thank you know, you. the red dot. It's like you know everyone mm. knows that it's Joe Loves. How important is presentation? and packaging and identity of the brand as well as the product so your smell and things like that how important is that for you um well it's important to any brand to have identity but the world that we're living in today so this is a complete flip side for us at the moment as a brand when we started out with Malone london we weren't living in the world that we are living today Uh, there's a huge responsibility now today about packaging so you will see us as a company start to strip away and I'm telling you, it's one of the bravest things I think I've ever done is strip away everything that people know. Why? Because our world needs people to step 
back and look at packaging in a different way. We're going to hold one week in June, I think it is here, where we're going to be a packaging-free brand for a week. And I can tell how, you, how you that, that? that makes me sweat. What yeah, do you mean packaging? So you're just you're just taking everything away. We're gonna well well no obviously not everything. But, <laughs> yeah, but, yeah, but, that wouldn't be a very good shop. <laughs> come, come with your little hands, and I'll fill it with bath oil. Um, no, we're going to take away the boxes, the mm-hmm. bags, and we're going to replace them with something else for a week. And we're going to see how that runs. We're going to start to um, shower gels and body lotions. Apart from uh, gift giving seasons, we're going to start to strip that away. And we have to because, and we're looking at packaging the whole time. How can we bring? Because packaging is about theatre and entertainment. It's not. But if you're going to take just something away, open it and throw it away, I mean, we just can't do that any longer. We're looking at plastics now that come from seaweed, from a seaweed ingredient that are biodegradable. Um, we're looking at sustainability. How do we, if we are taking from this world at a great, you know, great pace and as our brand grows, what are we giving back? Are we investing into beehives to ensure that that continues? Are we investing in tree planting? Um, and I have to say... My 18-year-old son challenges has challenged me in our business above and beyond anybody I have ever met. And I'm grateful and thankful and slightly resentful sometimes <laughs> when it when it takes so much hard work. But what's happened is our whole team has now started to look at luxury branding and packaging in, with different eyes. And you'll start to see us do some incredible incredible things yeah but joe you know that's what's so amazing about you is that you you're constantly challenging you're constantly challenging the workplace you're constantly challenging your own brand and i think that's because you in life have faced so many challenges um you know when you were younger you faced challenges you know when you were in your 20s you faced challenges and one of your biggest challenges was the fact that you were diagnosed with cancer Mm. um and that for anyone, you know, I think everyone probably in this whole room knows someone or someone close to them or a friend who has been diagnosed or touched with uh, cancer. How scary a time was that for you? And how, and you know, also the point when you didn't, you weren't even working from what I can remember, you were kind of, or maybe you were working, but how, how hard was that for you as a challenge? Well, it was a life threatening situation. And my own, I was 38 years old. My son was um, two when I was diagnosed. And I was told that I had a limited amount of time to live. And I had one of, you know, most aggressive forms of breast cancer. Uh, I, again, you can't be defined by other people's opinions, even when they tell you your life will be over. And I remember going home that night and sitting, I was, um, I was due to go to this amazing black tie party. And I remember sitting there thinking, I'm going to die. I'm going to, I mean, it was just the most awful, awful moment in my life. And then I found my Joe head and I thought, no one's going to tell me when I'm going to die. And, <laughs> and I found, I, got, I became cross and angry. And I mean, you know what? Anger is not always a bad thing. It can sometimes motivate us and push us on. I went to New York to live for a year. I, I found a doctor that could help me. And um, I was, you know, I was one of the guinea pigs to take chemo every five to six days I did the first course, it didn't quite work. I had surgery after surgery. I had double mastectomy. I lost all my hair. I mean, it was grueling Mm. and my body reacted uh, to chemotherapy very intensively. It took away my sense of smell. So, I mean, I literally- So you lost your identity again then? Oh, I mean, I can remember sitting in a cafe, no hair. I had these um, tissue expanders in my chest and 
I couldn't smell. And this woman in New York moved tables because she thought I had something infectious. (laughs) (laughs) And I went at her. I went and told her off um, where I found that sort of spirit. But anyway, looking at the, you know what? People face really terrible things in their life, losing somebody or having an illness or... Um, and you, I just used to put one step in front of the other and think, I will survive this. I, I will not let this take it from me. And coming through chemotherapy, the scariest point was when I came through all the treatment and I came back because it was like, now I have to live my life again. And, and that was part of the reason I left, um, I left home alone is I, my sense of smell hadn't come back fully. And, of course, six weeks after I left... Bang, it came back. It came back. How cruel was that? (laughs) But but it is, but it's also, you know, you talk about um, how when you were a child, you would visualise, you know, your your sort of escape Mm. from this place. And you've always Mm. visualised in life, one foot in front of the other. And I think that in life, persistency is key. It's the people who aren't persistent, the ones who give up, are the ones who actually Mm. don't succeed what they want to succeed. Um, And you've always had your faith and you've always Mm. believed it. And how important is faith to you? I'd like to say I'm a, I'm a really loyal, faithful person. My faith is, it's like a heartbeat in me. It's like my moral compass. It's my hope. Um, when my husband was really, really, really poorly, um, he's, he's, by the way, he's one of the most faithful, good men I've ever met in my life. And he was training to be a vicar when I met him. And he would have been a great vicar. <laughs> I would not have been a great vicar's wife. But anyway, that's a, that's a TV show, isn't it? Vicar Dibley. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, but I would go to church every day and I would sit there quietly and say, please don't take him. And um, and I passed that church every single day when I walked to the office and I thank, and I, I consciously thank God that I am alive, that he's alive, that our son is happy. You know, that's really what you want, isn't it, in your life, is you want you want happiness, but you want fulfilment. But do you know something? Visualize, going back to something you said, visualizing something is a really important yeah. part. You make your dreams real. So I, I visualize success. And I don't visualize having a Cartier watch on my, on my wrist or anything ridiculous like that. I don't believe in that for a second. But visualizing your dreams and walking towards them. I used to visualize coming home to London, I would close my eyes and walk around my house in my mind and think I will be back there. When I'm doing a new product, like we did a paintbrush, I'm sure you've painted yourselves with fragrance, and everybody said to me, that's just so gimmicky and no one will buy it. And I visualised the success of that product. I visualised, I knew what it would look like, where we would sell it, what I would do. That product today is changing my business. It's like my golden ticket. I visualise, and the things I visualise are happening so in your businesses and in your lives, visualise what it is you want and walk towards it because the only person who is responsible for making your dreams come true is you. I couldn't agree such more. such a good tip. It's such a good tip because, you know, in terms of sweets, you know, as a child I used to sleep in the same uh, room as my brother. It's true. I used to sleep in the same room as my brother and I was scared of the dark. So he'd tell me stories of Jamie and Sweet World. And oh. so ever since a kid I used to grow up and just dream of this world of sweets. And I remember, and, and, and when I went, uh, I was sent to boarding school at eight years old, which I hated. Oh. But what made me happy was the fact that I would have these these thoughts about sweets and all these different things. And then lo and behold, you grow up and you you, you know, co-own a sweet company with Ed, you know, and that's sort of amazing. You really visualize what you want to achieve and where you want to go. And if you mm. really believe it, like you said, the sort of material things, watches, things that cars, don't visualize that. Visualize your dreams and what you really want to get mm. to. You know, and then what's so interesting is that, you know, you you got through 
your cancer and you got through everything and then you decided to set up Joe Loves. Um, and there's a few things with this that I want to firstly, why did you decide to call it Joe again? Uh, Joe, not again, but decide to call it Joe. And what is your opinion on retail versus online? As a person with a very deep voice, I'm hired all the time for advertising campaigns. But a deep voice doesn't sell B2B. And advertising on the wrong platform doesn't sell B2B either. That's why if you're a B2B marketer, you should use LinkedIn ads. LinkedIn has the targeting capabilities to help you reach the world's largest professional audience. That's right. Over 70 million decision makers all in one place. All the big wigs, then medium wigs. Also small wigs who are on the path to becoming big wigs. Okay, that's enough about wigs. LinkedIn ads allows you to focus on getting your B2B message to the right people. So, does that mean you should use ads on LinkedIn instead of hiring me, the man with the deepest voice in the world? Yes. Yes, it does. Get started today and see why LinkedIn is the place to be to be. We'll even give you a $100 credit on your next campaign. Go to linkedin.com slash results to claim your credit. That's linkedin.com slash results. Terms and conditions apply. Botox Cosmetic, out of botulinum toxin A, FDA approved for over 20 years. So talk to your specialist to see if Botox Cosmetic is right for you. For full prescribing information, including boxed warning, visit BotoxCosmetic.com or call 877-351-0300. Remember to ask for Botox Cosmetic by name. To see for yourself and learn more, visit BotoxCosmetic.com. That's BotoxCosmetic.com. Oh, okay. The first question That's is much, deep, much easier. Deep, yeah. <laughs> um, so in the beginning, when we set up, we looked at all kinds of different names. And I looked at what I was legally allowed to do. So obviously Malone is, um, and my married name is Wilcox, and that didn't ring, actually. <laughs> didn't I was, Wilcox yeah. with it <laughs> yeah, just yeah. wasn't quite quite there. But I could use Joe. And I hadn't, I've never had a job. I've never built just like, it's like part of, I mean, this, this is part of me. I'm my soul. And we were looking at all these different names and, and actually my son, one night at dinner, we were sitting there and he goes, oh, just call it Joe Loves because you love what you do. And as he said it, it was just like that light point. Bulb yeah, that light bulb moment out of the mouths of babes. Yeah. Um, and, and so, you know, Joe Loves was, was born that night around the kitchen table and she does, it is, I'm telling you stories of things I love in life, moments, people, all sorts of different things. Going on to, uh, you can know, I just, can I just stop you there as well, which is so interesting because what I've figured out from just chatting to you over the past, you know, hour or whatever it is, that it's so key. And I just really think that people should take this away from it is the fact that all everything that you create is you. It's your identity. And you spoke about that loss of identity and you gained it back. And that is what is so important when setting up a brand. It has to be you. If it's not mm. you then you're not creating what you know. You're not creating what you want to do. You know, the reason why you do something, everyone says, I want to go and set up a brand and do these things because I want to make loads of money. No, do it because you absolutely fundamentally love what you're doing. And it's amazing that you did that. You know, you were thinking all these different names, and your son said it so truly. No, this is what you are. This is what you love. So do what you love and call it what you love. You look at all the great brands that are around our world today and ones that survive, I mean, from Coco Chanel to 
um, Apple to Gucci, um, you know, into the music industry, film industry, Harry Potter, all of those things. They're authentic. They're authentic. So I, so I think that word authenticity, not everyone is going to build a business that, that in the way that I do, um, but build them with authenticity and truth. So if it's about your dreams and your imagination, be truthful to those. Allow that and, and realise that creativity doesn't belong to you, never did. It just wants to be your best friend. And so creativity for me walks alongside me and whispers in my ear and says, how about an adventure? What do you think about? And off I go. I mean, Tess and I, the adventures that, that, that we have together when we go around the world and the people. And when you go off on an adventure, you don't know who you're going to meet. You don't know whether they're going to be part of your dream, your best friend, or just an hour of their time might change your world. You know, face life and go and look at it and realise that as you walk towards your dreams, you will you will travel adventures, you'll meet people, do things. And you'll. that's why you don't need a five-year strategy plan because you need the discipline of walking towards and making something happen. But don't plan every single day and every single minute because you'll miss, you'll miss it. I think that's such a brilliant way to think about it, Joe. And for those uh, listeners that we might have who are sat there now, sort of just about to start out on that adventure, what's the best bit of advice you would give them? Surround yourself by people that you love and respect and tell you the truth. I think that's uh, uh, be responsible for your own dreams. So I have four words, um, which is achieve, <coughs> achieve, leave, conceive, believe. What is it you want to achieve? Who, what are your dreams? Who, who do you really want to be? In order for you to walk towards that, what do you need to leave on the table and walk towards that? Because there's always a sacrifice in any business. I'm yeah. sure you found that. Mm-hmm. We have. Mm-hmm. What do you have to leave? I'm not talking about your family or your husband or your wife or your job. I'm talking about the physicality. What do you need to leave? Okay, once you're walking towards that, now, now you've got to put a plan together. You've got to conceive it. You've got to bring flesh to the bones. And once you've done that, you pick it up in your hands and you believe and you visualise what it is that you want to do. Amazing. And just really quickly, so we could just touch on it. What, I said it before, what, is your, uh, what do you think about retail versus online? For people out there who are going, right, I want to go and set up a fragrance or set up, and I want to do it online or someone wants to buy a shop, what would you say to them? I grew up in bricks and mortar. It's what I know. It's what I'm really confident in. Online, I, I can't even switch the computer on. Uh, so online is a challenge, but even more challenging to sell a fragrance online. But that's where we go back to storytelling. You know what? The 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 great. It's great for a repeat purchase. For us, though, the challenge always has been how do we take online and make it? Because online can take you globally very quickly. You are, you can have one store, but you could be a global brand if you get online correct and right. But selling fragrance is a real challenge. But I have seen technology where um, there is technology out there that on your phone and your computer, you'll be able to push a button in the near future and smell what it is. No. Yeah, it's there. Sci-fi movies. But (laughs) I think, Joe, what I I find so interesting and so um, valuable having met you is that you know, you, you, you said from a straight away that, okay, so you look at, if you look at your life, your, your mum was a, was a beautician, your dad was an artist. Um, and you took that creativity into your brand. You love telling stories. Your brand tells a story. The smells have a story mm. behind them. So everything that you have done in your life, you have put back into your brand and that's it's your own story. And I think that is mm. so 
God, I just can't explain and stress that enough to the listener how valuable that is, that everything that you're experiencing in life, use whatever you're trying to create, because that's what you know. If you had to give one piece of advice that you've learned throughout your life, one thing to to someone, what would you say to them that your biggest piece of advice that you learned? Well, I, I, there's not one piece. I think, I think building a brand is 98% perspiration, 2% inspiration. You've got to, you've got to stick with it. You've got to, um, and take hold of it. Um, respect the currency of creativity. I think that, I think creativity, and I'm not talking about, you know, not having the discipline of creativity because you can't just keep creating and not bringing it, you know, to the marketplace, but respect creativity and nurture creativity within your teams and your businesses, just like you're doing. And, sh- and share, our, our stories are so powerful. They inspire, they innovate. Innovation and inspiration are best friends. They hold hands the whole, if you want to create, you need inspiration. So things like this podcast will go out and someone will be listening and it will change people's destinies mm-hmm. because they're inspired and they think, well, if she can do it, I can do it. And that, that whole mindset is what changes the world. And I think that's what's so great is that we know that you're a big at is sort of um, sort of you you encourage the younger generation to go and become entrepreneurs and follow their dreams and follow their passions. It doesn't matter where you are or where you live in the world, you can go out there and you can do it. And that's what Ed and I were big activists in that area. What is the future of Joe Loves? Well, um, it's it's a global brand. I mean, today this year is a really important year for us. I, we have some unbelievable things that have happened that will be shared this summer. Uh, she's a little springboard of creativity. I, I literally feel like this brand is taking off around the world and I run at her and I jump like a springboard and it takes me into the most unbelievable worlds and relationships. But ultimately, what we lost our way a little bit, if I'm really honest, a couple of years, about, about two years ago, and uh, we stopped becoming storytellers and we started to just sell product and I knew it was happening. And I pulled everything back and it was hard and it was tough. And I had to restructure almost everything that that I knew. And I went back and I said, this brand is about storytelling. Do you know, the minute we did that, it all came together. And anyone listening uh, and sort of who, who thinks to themselves, you know, what is this woman really about? Do you know what? Come and visit us. We have a little tapas bar here. It's free of charge. We don't charge for it. And we serve you fragrance as though you're sitting in a tapas bar. If you want to feel creativity or inspiration, go and place yourself. I don't care where it is. Go and find inspiration for 21 days, 20 minutes a day. Just, just, just go do it consecutively. I give you my word that you will start to think creatively and it will become natural to you. So your business, your business problems will not become problems. They'll become, you'll find solutions really quickly because your brain will start to think in a really different fashion. So in order for the next generation to, to understand that entrepreneurialism is one of the greatest ingredients of life, we need to equip them. And young people are not being equipped with the ability to build. We need the national curriculum to change. Not at 15, 16 and 17 when they're leading, at seven year, five to seven years old. We need to have entrepreneurialism taught in every school across our country. And within five years, we will have a generation of people that leave school that know how to build. How great would that be? Amazing. Incredible. Joe. thank you so, so much. It's been amazing listening to your story this morning in this obviously beautiful smelling store. Um, 
we ask every guest as the final question before they leave us that if they could stop doing what they do today and start a new business tomorrow morning, what would it be and what would yours be, Jo? Um, so my, second, my, my great love is animals and I would go and work in conservation and protect the amazing elephant and rhino across our world and I would, do, I would be in khakis smelling like <laughs> elephant dung and I would re- do everything I could to rescue those amazing, beautiful animals. Fantastic. Jay, thank you. Honestly, oh, I'm just going to go and create everything. I'm going to smell everything. Thank you so much for thank coming you, on the Jay. podcast. It means the world. Thank you so much. Thank you so much. Thank you. Ed, how do you feel about doing our first podcast? Super psyched. I'm, I'm loving it. I think I can get used to this. Are you inspired right now? Feeling so inspired. I mean, we started this to inspire other people, but so far it's inspired me. And if that's all we get, then we've won already. Also, what a great story. You know, Jo, like we said at the beginning, she had dyslexia. She was told she can achieve things or felt like she can achieve things. And she actually went out there and followed her dream. You know, who would have thought that, you know, the fact that she had a great sense of smell and she loved candles and all that, that actually, you know, her journey brought her to where she is today. So true. I mean, I think that it's those things in life that perhaps you don't instantly recognize as a business talent, but actually you can turn anything into a business. Think about what you love, think about what you're good at and, and, and build on that. You don't have to go and sit behind a desk and, and crunch numbers if that's not your thing. Do you know what the thing is, Ed? And everyone focuses on that dream of making cash, being cash rich. And so they will go and do any job because they think it will make them money. Go and follow your passion. Go and follow your dreams. Go and follow you what you really want to do. Jo loved smelling. She had the great sense of smell. She loved candles. She went, she was a, you know, that's what she went into. You know, that's, and, and look how amazing she's done through that. That's what I really think is so inspiring about her. It's true. And also being willing to put up and, and work through those hard times as well. You know, Joe talked to us a lot there about some of the struggles, particularly in the early years. And she had that passion and vision of what she wanted to create, but wasn't naive enough to think, you know, this isn't going to come with some hard work. She put the hard work in, she put the effort in and clearly is reaping the rewards. Loved our first podcast. Can't wait till next week. Thank you so much for listening. Honestly, it really does mean a huge amount. And we also hope today's podcast has inspired you to move towards your dream or passion. Now, if you like the podcast, please subscribe and leave us a comment. And if you'd like to get in touch, please email us at move at moveclub.co.uk or follow us on Instagram at moveclub. Until next time, this is Move. As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match. With Indeed, when I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform, with over 350 million global monthly visitors according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com podcast. That's Indeed.com podcast. Terms and conditions apply.